Welcome everyone to the newest episode of On the Record, our year-end special, so to speak. We welcome back Matthias Döpfner. Welcome. Morning, Adip. Hi. We are on the record as always. Matthias, we're at the end of a very moving year in a lot of ways. If you had to summarize the year 2022 in one sentence, what would that sentence be? I would quote the German Chancellor, the year of the Zeitenwende. So many things have changed. It's really a kind of very fundamental change in many areas, but a lot of positive change despite serial crises. Could you maybe sort of in hindsight again, talk about how we started out in 2022 and how this change in really sort of we're at the outset of a new era, it seems, as a society, as an economy, as a you know, from a geopolitical perspective, even. Yeah, if we take the big picture, geopolitics, I think it is the year of the wake-up call for democracies. Democracy, freedom is threatened globally. It's in decline globally. And the terrible war in Ukraine has symbolized that in a terrible way. And uh, hopefully this has the healthy effect that people realize that democracy has to be defended. And I think that's what's happening. And also Germany uh, got woken up. So let's talk about Axel Springer specifically. How would you judge 2022 in this environment that we just described briefly? For Axel Springer altogether, it was a great year. We had uh, success in many areas. Most importantly, Stepstone had an exceptional year. And you could say that the uh, accelerated growth of Stepstone and its profitability has compensated for other areas where, of course, there are headwinds, uh, advertising decline and uh, the general economy, of course, had impact also on uh, profitability of some assets. Stepstone helped and compensated for that. And that's good that we have this kind of diverse portfolio. So an exceptional year for Stepstone. Also, you could say journalistically, one of the most successful years of the of the company. We are, meanwhile, a relevant player in America, the fourth biggest digital publisher. And not only with regard to numbers important, but also journalistically, you remember that Insider won the Pulitzer Prize, that Politico had this truly historical scoop of Roe v. Wade and a big impact on American society. A lot of exceptional hirings at Politico, but also in Germany, if we look at the war in Ukraine and what Bild and Welt did, uh, Paul Ronsheimer's reporting, I think, set standards and he received multiple awards for that. Welt um, had the first interview with the German chancellor and since then increased its journalistic relevance. So really, I think journalistically an exceptionally successful year. Business-wise, Awin uh, was doing incredibly well. Bonial had an incredibly successful year and exceeded on all levels expectations. So I think we, we, we can be overall uh, very happy how we were steering through that uh, serial crisis. Can't be all, you know, positive though. No, no, uh, there are also, of course, there are, there are, there are also things that don't go well. Take Build Life, the TV channel of, of Build. We just had to realize that the concept doesn't work and that Despite incredible efforts of the team, this ambition to really establish a news channel is not leading to relevant reach and is so costly that this had a very serious and 
you could say, damaging effect on the whole German media business. And that's why we are, as everybody knows, at the moment in a very, very fundamental restructuring process and starting with a completely different structure, with more decentral structures. And that is also going to lead next year, at the beginning of next year, to some fundamental changes. Uh, not everything will be pleasant. But I think that's also a sign of strength that Axel Springer is able to try things, correct things if things are not going well, and always being at the forefront of uh, structural changes and learning lessons and then adapting structures. I think that's what we have done in the past and what we are currently doing, leading the trends. But it sounds like overall, you would still say that in 2022, we've been able to maybe say navigate the environment pretty well. It's too early to basically disclose precise figures, but I can tell you, we we have a very surprisingly good November and December. And um, if we take everything together, Axel Springer will be both with regard to revenues and with regard to profits way better than we thought, let's say, in summer this year. And I think one of the most stable companies probably in Germany, an incredible success. And that is, Adib, uh, only thanks to the competence and to the commitment and to the motivation and super, super hard work of uh, our employees. And I want to take the opportunity to really thank all of you for what you have done in this year. You know, if things are going well and you have tailwinds, it's easy. Everybody can do it. If you have face headwinds, then to very quickly adapt and change and do the right things and, and work hard and successfully. That's really the outstanding achievement. And I'm so proud of the team and I'm so thankful. So on behalf of everybody in the executive team, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm sure that is well appreciated by everyone. Let's also you know, talk about one anniversary that happened recently, which is 10 years ago, we introduced paid content on Velt, which was sort of a very contrarian move at the time. You know, seems, as we often say, the common thread of this organization, especially under your leadership, to take contrarian views. Ten years on, paid content, even in the German media market, seems to be pretty established. How did you, you know, really see it at the time? And then ten years on, what's your view on paid content Yeah, it's funny that you're mentioning that. It reminds me of a famous quote of Maggie Thatcher, who once said, leadership is not to be pleased by the moment. And I remember when I gave my first public speech about paid content and the idea that also in digital journalism, subscription could be one day an important revenue source and should be an important revenue source. That was in 2003. I was criticized almost by everybody. They said, Matthias doesn't get the internet. He doesn't understand that it's all about reach and it's about attention and not about money and nobody's ever going to pay and so on and so on. Crazy. And that basically stayed like that for 10 years. We went to America. We talked to the New York Times. Don't you think that it could be a good idea to implement paid content? No, no, that doesn't work in America. Germany may be different, but not here. And then we started with Die Welt. Uh, still people were laughing about it and said that can never work. Step by step, it became an industry standard. Then the next big step, this kind of fundamental 
change in the legal system with the European copyright reform. We see very similar tendencies now in the American administration to really make sure that intellectual property, that copyrights are protected also in the digital world as a fundament for digital subscription. All the headwinds of the last two decades basically are now transforming into tailwinds for publishers and for the creative industry, for music, for film and for journalism. I think that's actually very encouraging. And Welt was a leader, was among the earliest to really do that and is now among the most successful ones. So I'm incredibly proud. The figures prove digital subscription is an element of our business model and is one of the reasons why I'm really optimistic for the future of journalism. Let's look ahead a bit. 2023, a lot of the crises that we've talked about will remain, at least for the foreseeable future. You talked about also structural topics that we will look into early next year, especially on the media side in Germany. What's your outlook on 2023? First of all, it's most likely going to be very different in Europe than in America. I'm way more optimistic for the US economy. I think in the second half of next year, the likelihood is pretty high that the American economy is going to recover. Whereas in Europe and particularly in Germany, we will most likely suffer much longer and the crisis will be deeper. That means that we also have to treat assets and activities differently. It is not everything on a kind of common denominator. And that is true for investments, for new projects. We will find a nuanced and differentiated way. We have agreed on growth plans for Politico and Insider. We have to do the restructuring and cost cutting here for Bild and Welt in Germany. At the same time, we really want to make sure that we focus on journalism and that we strengthen journalism. Of course, a very big project for next year is ideally if the macro environment allows an IPO of StepStone. And then, of course, Aviv is becoming one company that is another very important big project. So many new ideas with regard to the metaverse and Web3. We definitely have to make sure that we are ahead of the curve with regard to innovations in that context. I think 23 is going to be a particularly exciting year. I, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm really, despite some tough developments, I'm really, really in a very positive and excited uh, mindset for next year. Despite all the challenges, indeed, how are you going to spend the holidays resting maybe for what is in store for us for 2023? Relaxing with my kids and I do it in the sun. I'm not skiing. I'm <laughs> basically sitting at a beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, have fun doing that. And uh, to all of our listeners, have a restful holiday season. And we will see you again in the new year with a very special guest. Tune in in January. Happy holidays to everybody. And again, thank you.